Hi, I'm Cody Elaine Oliver. I created the popular Black Love docuseries with my husband after seeing the lack of Black people in media and entertainment in happy, loving relationships. We were actually being told there was a Black marriage crisis. So I asked Black people who were married what it takes to make their marriage work. And after more than 200 interviews, I've heard it all. So buckle up and enjoy getting the full story directly from the couples themselves. This is Black Love, The Interviews. How did we meet? Well, we met a few few different times. Yeah, several occasions. Okay, so let me explain first. Her version and then mine. Go ahead. I'm going to explain <laughs> the true version of what happened. We both had previous careers yeah. working in music. I was a radio personality and he was a radio DJ. And he used to hit on me every time he saw me, but I had this thing where I, well, I was going through something because I had already gone through a breakup and I didn't trust men. I wasn't trying to hear it. I was doing me. But then additionally, I didn't want to date a man who was in the industry at all. So we met a few times and I just kind of kept blowing it off. I was like, he's cute, but he knows he's cute. So he's trouble. <laughs> but I was also flipping houses, which was my side hustle. And I needed a contractor team to replace one I'd been working with. So I called my mentor at the time and I said, I need somebody quick because I'm over here doing these projects myself. And, you know, I had a falling out with the contractor team. He said, I got the perfect crew. They'll be over there tomorrow morning. I'm waiting on the front steps of the property. This guy shows up with a whole construction crew. And I'm like, what are you doing here? And he said, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I'm flipping this house. And he goes, well, I'm the team that's here to save your life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I started looking at him a little differently because I don't know, it was just something to me corny and unappealing about yet another guy in the music business who thinks he's cute. The women are hanging all off of him. He's a little cocky every time he comes at me, I'm turned off. But when I saw him in that light, using his hands, he was really working. Clearly he understood the value of uh, hard work. And I just, I started to look at him a little differently. I developed a crush, but I couldn't let him know because I'd already turned him down so many different times. <laughs> Which was the front. <laughs> it wasn't a front. I mean, I, I said I thought you were cute. So. I just, you know, wasn't ready. It had to be about four different times until the final time because we were both still in the entertainment industry as we are still today. But the fourth time she was hosting an event at a club called Octagon. It had to be... This was in New York. Yes, it was in New York. And um, I heard that she was hosting via one of my cousins. And I said, I have to be there tonight because tonight I am getting this number. I am taking her off the market. This was tonight after, was the night. This was after they worked on the property yes, for me. Yes, it was after. So I show up and it seemed like everything in life was trying to get in the way devil was trying to play his games so we get there I didn't have my license they didn't want to let us in so we finally get in after we get in my cousin's taking too long to make the introduction but then I kept eyeing her down I said she's gonna know I'm here she's gonna know I'm here and she's doing her thing she comes I around somebody staring at me in the dark you you know how your guts like who is looking at me I, you know you, you just felt that weird feeling mm -hmm. and I walked by I him walked by yeah. And I just grab her. Grab her arm. Now, don't just, not just grab you can't her. just grab a woman in a car. I'm Let's standing this way and I grab her arm. 
And so what what happens? Out of reaction. Someone grabs you in the club and your first instinct is to like knock them out. But luckily I did it because when he turned around, I saw it was him yeah. and I got excited. I was trying not to be too excited, but I got excited because like I said, I developed a little bit of a crush. And I went, oh, hey. And I looked at her and I said, listen, <laughs> the last time we spoke, you said you were going to give me a number. She says, tonight I will. Well, he only had my work on yeah. at that time. And ever since then, we've been inseparable. Now, what he doesn't know, well, he knows now, but he didn't know at that time is once I developed a crush on him, after you know he came to work on the property, we also were working on the Puerto Rican Day Parade on two different floats. <laughs> and I saw him, and I kept walking back and forth in front of him trying to get his attention without going to say hello. But you know how we do as women, like, oh, girl, he's so cute, there he is, there he is. And I walked back, he didn't see me. I walked back, he didn't see me. My girlfriend to this day is like, okay, you made me walk a mile <laughs> to get this guy's attention. So. Needless to say, it was a matter of when it was going to happen. Yeah, but definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. I feel as if it was inevitable, you know, it just was a matter of timing as to when it was going to happen. And that was 14 years ago. Yeah. I don't believe or feel that I was any of the things she says that I was. Not at all. I was very respectful, but um, I didn't want to come off too strong. So I don't know what she got there. Well, here's what I'll say. He's he's always been a sweet guy. It just took me a long time to believe it was real, to believe it was authentic. Because you know, once you had game played on you enough, I, I think I was I was jaded, right? When we first started dating. Yeah. I just I mean he would say something to me about, you know, wanting to be in a committed relationship and I would just give him the sign I like, yeah, right. You know, waiting for the other shoe to drop. So we both had to let go of baggage initially because, you know, honestly speaking, his baggage was he thought he had to put on for me, not knowing that for me, that was a complete turnoff. And I, I carried baggage from every previous relationship of guys who had cheated on me to those who had lied. And um, for us to get to a point where we could have a real relationship, I want to say it took about two years. Yeah. It took about two years of dating before we would take each other seriously. Well, serious part, I wouldn't say that. I was taking her serious from the jump. Um, I, there, was a, there was a point, I remember it clearly, I want to say probably a year into our relationship, and she was at the station I was there with, and I said, listen, just let me love you. Let me love you. I'm, this is who I am. I'm not pretending to be nice. I'm not pretending to love you as much as I do. Let me love you. You know, that's we, true. Yeah, that's true. When he said that, I felt the ice thaw <laughs> off my heart. Uh, and I didn't realize I don't think a lot of us realize even when we're done with the bad guys and the bad relationships that we still carry those bruises with us. And it wasn't until he called me out on my mess, you know, uh, and actually said, you are taking everything out on me <laughs> from every other guy that ever did you wrong. You're going to run me, Mr. Right, off. Yeah. That, and actually, I think you stopped talking to me for a little while at one point before I got my act together and realized I was, yeah, I was. I, I thought I was going to lose him because he just kind of, you did. You stopped calling me for a little while because you said I mistreated you. Oh, yeah, I do. You, you're right. I do recall that. It was becoming a bit much <laughs> as to the fact that I'm like, okay, is she ever gonna let me in? Is is she the one? 
But that there was that part of me that kept nagging, saying, that's your wife. That's your wife. Don't give up. I think, well, at least for me, I can't speak for every, every woman, but I know when my girlfriends and I would sit around, we developed this image of who we think the perfect guy is. And so for me, the perfect guy was definitely not someone who'd been married before. I, I went through the whole, I have children from another woman in baby mama drama. So I wasn't interested in that either. And then here he comes, Mr. Perfect, who was imperfect in my eyes. What I mean by that is his personality was perfect. The way, you know, he came at me correct. It was perfect. He did everything that he said he would do when he said he would do it. It was perfect. But he came in, he came in imperfect rapping, right? But sometimes what we have planned for our life and what God has planned for our life, two different things. Um, and so we had a lot, a lot of work to do. I needed to work through my insecurities, number one, of his relationship with his previous wife, who was also his daughter's mother, because no matter what, his daughter was gonna be a part of the picture. If I had him in my life, she was also a part of my life. And she was still little, she was two years old. No, you know, he said the relationship was done, there was a divorce, he showed me the paperwork. I was still not comfortable with it because this woman kept showing up, she still wanted him. And she would contact me and send me letters that they were still together. So it made me, again, it fed into that distrust, into me being jaded. And, you know, he would even, with her on the telephone, like, we've been divorced for two years, but you leave her alone and it's over. And I still wasn't comfortable with the relationship so much to the point I made him pay every day. You know, he would come with flowers and I'm like, they're not pink. They're not my favorite <laughs> color, you know? And he would want to take me out to dinner. I'm like, what kind of restaurant is this? Even though in my heart, I'd already fallen in love with him. I just couldn't let go because again, here's Mr. Perfect in imperfect rapping. Um, but it wasn't until, until he was ready to walk away from me because I just wouldn't let him in that I realized I was about to lose probably the best guy who'd ever come into my life. The thing that kept me trying after all of the, I want to say, walls that were placed in front of us or me is the fact that I knew and I saw the past relationships needed to fall off of her. I saw that she was going through some things and I said, I'm not going to let her history or her past stop me from being with her. So I'll deal with it. We'll get through this part so she can see that I'm the man that she needs to be with. She even told me at one point, probably because it was around my birthday. Our birthdays are a week apart. Five days apart. Two Scorpios. We were never supposed to work, by the way. <laughs> so we're at the restaurant and she goes, you know, I'm seeing other people, right? And I'm like, okay, what I'm I see right through everything you're saying to me right now. I was not seeing other people. Not at all. I, I knew just it. I didn't want him to think he had me. You know what I mean? Like he was so you gotta understand, he had really put it on. I mean, he was smooth talking, but it was real, but I just felt like it was game. And he was just throwing it on me with the flowers and the dinner and the you're so beautiful. What are you supposed to do? And he was being real. This is, I mean, after 14 years together, I know this is who he is. But Still at the time, it. it just felt like game. And I was thinking to myself, I'm falling for him. I feel myself falling. I'm going to get hurt. Oh, I'm falling for him. Now, mind now you, let me just stop this here because I felt like you were cocky. Like you knew you had me. So I said, well, you know, 
I'm now, still seeing mind you, she did it <laughs> one more time because I had called her and I forgot what the conversation was about. After that initial meeting in the restaurant, she made that statement. Probably a month later, we're on the phone and she goes, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing someone. So and I'm like, here we go again. I, I didn't say anything, but I'm like, okay. No, I said something like, okay, so I told you. You can see other people, but you're going to end up with me. So it's fine. He did. He was just always confident. You're going to be my wife. You're going to be my wife. And it was like that from the very beginning. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just, you know, listen. I, every bad situation that could happen to a woman, a man cheating on her and having a baby on her, you know, cheating with her best friend, uh, hitting on her sister. I had them all in my life. And by the time he came around, I was just tired. You know, you just get tired. Like maybe I'm just gonna be a, a nun and be by myself completely. I can do this. I don't need a man if it's gonna be like this. And then what happens, God puts Mr. Right in my life and I just wasn't in a mindset to receive it. I, you know, I wasn't. And I, I'm not gonna, I mean, I spent a year apologizing for it. Now at this point we can laugh about it, but here's what I'll say. Before we can prepare ourselves for the right man to enter our life, we got to get our minds right, let go of our baggage, go through counseling, you know, go through therapy, just purge. I actually did something with one of my best friends where I wrote down every painful thing that ever happened to me in a relationship. I wrote it down and I buried it to get rid of it. And that was when, that was in year two, and it was right before I was about to lose him. Um, I just said, okay, I got to get rid of this because this is what's pushing him away. And I will, I will be very upset if I turn around five years from now and he's married to somebody else because I couldn't get my act together, you know? And it really worked. Just burying all that hurt and saying, I'm done with it. It's not going to own me anymore. See, the thing is, she was single, but she wasn't available mentally, emotionally, you know? And a lot of, I want to say, I'm not females, but in relationships, you can approach him with that mindset of, oh yeah, I'm single, but you're not available. You need to clear all of that out of the way and then present yourself or let me come back to the situation. But long, I know that was long to answer your question though. The reason why I didn't give up is because when I first met her from afar, without her knowing, I said, that's my wife. She didn't even know it, but I knew before I even met her. Let's see, it took us two years to get our act together, right? And just mm -hmm. let each other love each other. We were dating for six years before we actually got married. So we've been together 14 years, mm -hmm. married almost eight years. Wow. Yeah. You old. Doesn't feel like it, though. <laughs> Who's she talking to? Doesn't, you old. Yeah, you old. You old. Um, so we actually, we, we got engaged the fourth year in. And we were supposed to get married in year five. Mm -hmm. And we canceled the wedding because, well, I had cold feet a little bit. I think we both had cold feet, didn't we? Don't don't put me in the cold feet pot. I wasn't doing it with you. I was gung-ho. Well, we, we weren't <laughs> ready. We, has, we still had work to do. So we've been living together in sin. <laughs> we lived together for a few years. We got engaged in year four. We planned a destination wedding that was supposed to happen in Riviera Maya, Mexico. Completely planned invites out, deposit paid for the wedding. And two weeks before the wedding, we canceled it. Talk about being embarrassed. Everybody wanted an explanation and... 
I talked to my pastor who said, no one, you don't have to give anybody an explanation. This is your lives, this is your marriage, and if you feel like you're not going to enter it in the right mindset and you guys aren't ready, just put the brakes on. Do the work first because everybody rushes to the finish line to the actual wedding, but they don't do the work on the actual marriage. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to stay married, do the work first to make sure that you've worked out whatever issues you have so that you can enter the marriage with a clean slate. And I felt I felt better about that because honestly, my issues were his ex-wife. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. What did she do right before the wedding? <sighs> what didn't she do? Um, Mind you, this is years after they were divorced. I can't recall what ex that happened at that I point. I recall. Was it? I'm sure you do. <laughs> I recall. She um, she called him and told him I was cheating on him yes. and she had proof. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. And now, mind you, this was year five mm -hmm. of, us, of us being together, and it still didn't cease. Just the frustration, the harassment. I'm like, there's something you're not telling me because no woman is going to still chase a man after five years of being divorced. Uh, well, actually, you guys, at that point, you were divorced for seven years. And <laughs> we've been together for five years, and she's still chasing him and making me pay for it. She actually called him and said, I have proof that she's cheating on you and just, you know, look, you know, you're my daughter's father, I care about you, I don't want you to get hurt. She put this guy on the telephone to tell him this whole story about how he saw me in a hotel with another guy. I'm telling it, we're telling the truth here. Mm -hmm. um, how he saw me in a hotel with another guy um, and it just so happens he knew one of my exes from years ago. So he actually used my ex's name, which is why he believed it to be true. Mm -hmm. And I got a phone call when I was coming home from work Get on now. <laughs> and that's not how he is. It's not how he talks. What's going on? What happened? Just get home now. We got to talk. And I walk in the front door. His bags are packed. What is going on? What's happening? And he's like, there's something you need to tell me, isn't there? There's something you need to tell me. Mind you, he, he doesn't, he's the calm for the storm. I'm the storm. So <laughs> what is the problem? And I just see his bags packed and I start crying. I'm upset. What is happening? And he starts to tell me that he knows I've been cheating on him. So he didn't even ask me. He assumed what his ex-wife said was true and what this guy said was true. So after we went through the process of getting them back on the telephone, they didn't know I was there. Mm -hmm. He just put them on speakerphone. And they started telling this whole story. Thank God I recognized the guy's voice. Turns out he was someone I knew from the business and he didn't realize that the woman he was setting up was me. Mm -hmm. So when I said his name on the phone, he was like, yeah. And I said, this is Egypt. He goes, whoa. <laughs> I said, how could you lie? How could you make that up about me? And then all you hear is this commotion in the background on the other end. And then he gets back on and says, man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Mm. She told me to say this because her daughter's father was about to marry some woman that had been abusing her child. I mean, she told this horrible lie. Um, and then he got to hear the truth. He got to hear and see the truth of what I had been enduring all those years from his ex. And at that point, he was apologetic, yes. right? Sorry. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, babe. Oh, I, you know, they had me believe in them. And I was done. More at so that to point, leave, though, as well. At that point, I was like, I can't marry into crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just cannot do this. I've been enduring this for so many years. I love you guys. I love our daughter together. You know, his daughter, who's my stepdaughter. At that point, I just can't do it. I'm calling the wedding off. I just <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Lord Jesus, help me. 
So, um, so we did, we called it off, but the love was still there and so mm -hmm. strong that I suggested maybe we go through marriage counseling, even though we weren't married yet, let's go through the counseling. And um, we went through it with our pastor mm -hmm. who told us that is the devil. You know, the devil is trying to keep y'all apart. There's no reason why someone that you were married to and you haven't, you know, you don't have any relationship with for seven years should have so much power over your relationship. And he had to do some work to not let her have such a hold on him anymore. See, she had custody of their daughter mm -hmm. and would hold the daughter over his head if he didn't jump when she said jump. So it affected our relationship in a big way. He had to learn how to deal with her on terms where she wasn't dictating when and how and why he would behave when he could see and when he could talk to her daughter. And it required him to go to court, you know, for better terms. But what that did was free us of those shackles. And it's really sad and unfortunate when women hold a child over a man's head, a man who's a good father, who's trying to be there, but just because he doesn't want to be with them mm -hmm. anymore, they hold the child over their head. Mm -hmm. But we got through it. <laughs> And that, that daughter is now, she's now going to be 18. Wait, no, no 17. She's 16. Right she's 16. She's, she's going to be 17. 17. Yeah. She's going to be 17. God, time flies. Yeah. She was two when I met her. Yeah. She's going to be 17. Um, but, you know, we, we got through it. And really, I think the biggest thing that helped us was once we moved to Atlanta from New York. We, yeah. we got married and we moved to Atlanta, what, two, three years later? or something like that. Yeah, around but, that time. Yeah, but when we moved here, it was like pressing reset, mm -hmm. you know, because we weren't even in arm's reach of where we could be harassed, you know? Yeah. So we got married a year after the original wedding was supposed to take place, and... Now, mind you, what was it? Probably six months in, I asked her. I asked her, I said... Your, your, your Long Island accent is coming out like crazy. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay, Hempstead, Long Island, in the <laughs> building. We here. I asked her mm -hmm. if she would marry me. Six months in, I said, not at this moment, but when the time comes, will you say yes? And she said yes. So six months in. Yeah, you know, it's all in the moment. <laughs> you know what? No, come back, come back, come back. I'm just playing. So... We canceled the first one. You know why. We, we did the work to lay the foundation so that once we actually walked down the aisle a year later, it was a definite for both of us. We knew it was right. It was the right time. We saw each other for who we were without the disturbances, right? Without all the extra people and the voices on the outside. Because obviously when I was telling my girlfriends about the drama, you know, they were like, girl, he's got to be still sleeping with her. You know, because no woman's going to be that crazy to chase a man seven years later. He's got to be still, you know. But but that's also why you should not tell your friends all your business. And that's the biggest lesson I learned in our relationship mm -hmm. and in marriage. Because then what happens is you become beholden to their advice. You ask them their advice, they give it to you, and then when you don't do it, you're stupid. <laughs> but if I listened to my friends, I would not be married to this day. Right. My single friends. I wouldn't be married to this day. Um, but when I looked him in his eye... On September 11, 2010, at that altar, I knew that I was marrying the right man. And I knew it was the right time. There was a reason that we didn't do it the year before. Because even beyond her, I still had jitters and things I needed to work on. And it wasn't going to happen. I couldn't release all that baggage 
until we did some praying together. And that's important for a successful marriage. You gotta pray together. You gotta get on your knees. You gotta cry together, right? We do that every night. But we don't cry every night. But no, we, pray. we don't cry every night. We no. pray every night. We got married September of 2010. I did not know if I was ready to have a child ever. I didn't, I mean, I watched my sister give birth and it scared the devil out of me. And so <laughs> I think yeah. that's why I waited so yeah. long to become a mom. But um, we definitely, if we were going to do it, it wasn't going to happen anytime soon. Right? right. Well, April of 2011, we hadn't even been married a whole year. I found mm. out I was pregnant. Yeah. When I told him, I remember we were, we were living in New Jersey, in Secaucus, New Jersey. Mm. Remember? in the brownstone mm -hmm. and we were in the bedroom and I just took the test and I was sitting there in disbelief and he comes in the room and I say you are never going to believe this and he looked at me he, it was the last thing he expected me to say I said you don't want to sit down I'm pregnant Yeah. and do the face <laughs> see but the thing is the thing is that she was so focused on career. So I was in baby mode to, a, to an extent. So for me, it wasn't that she was pregnant. It was the fact of, but you don't even want a baby. How is this going to work? I don't want someone that doesn't want to have a baby to have a baby. That's what was going through my head, you know? So I was happy, but at the same time, I was worry i cried i did i cried i was scared out of my mind i wasn't ready to be a mom i was too selfish i was narcissistic i'll admit it i just you know for me a great weekend was shopping and you know hanging out with my girlfriends or it was not changing diapers it, by no means was i mentally ready for being a mom but we looked at each other and said okay i'm 30 at the time i was 35 you know we're married what's our excuse <laughs> at this point what is our excuse? And, and, and then we also had the talk of, well, how long really are we going to wait? And is my biological clock going to cooperate? Mm -hmm. I will tell you, I went from being so afraid and so unsure to knowing that that was exactly what I was supposed to be. Like, I look at my daughter every day now and say, oh, thank you. God, from, from finding Mr. Right to having a daughter, I'm like, God had a plan. And it was not the one I had for my life, but his <laughs> is so much better. Yeah. I could not imagine life without Kendall right now. And we have another one on the way. So, and this one we're, I'm actually excited about because I know I can do a good job being a mom. I can keep a plan alive and I can keep a child alive. <laughs> so so <laughs> it's kind of flipped on this situation. Happy for it. Yeah. But she wanted it this time. I was like, no, we're not doing it. Well, no, we're no, not no. Doing so it. tell the whole story. I'm, I'm going there. Okay. I'm going there. But what do you mean by whole story? You don't even know where I was getting ready to go. Well, about the adoption. I know. Uh oh. So, for the longest, everyone kept saying, so when is the next kid? When's the next kid? As well as her. And I'm thinking, we're already too busy. It's going to be selfish to have another child. I don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. We're trying to create this. We're trying to build this business. We're trying to do this. No. I was no, 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 no. She said, okay, so what about adopting? I'm like, mm, still another body. It's, you know, so I didn't want to do it. And, and it caused, it caused a lot of dissension. Mm -hmm. We actually, you know, at one point, one point, right? We, we broke up. Yeah. We broke up because yeah. of it. 
I, I said, it's very important. I want another child. And he's like, you didn't even want to have the first one. Now, you, all of a sudden, you want to be, you know, old Mother Hubbard and have a whole <laughs> bunch of kids. But again, motherhood is something that I didn't think I would be great at, that I'm wonderful at, and I love every minute of it. I look at my daughter and I'm thinking, she needs a sibling and he's, he has to. Mind you, our stepdaughter, who's now a lot older, it's you know a huge age difference between her and our youngest daughter. Um, and she also lives in New York and we live in Atlanta. For me, it's like I have one and I'm one of four. I'm the eldest of four. I look at our daughter, look, she's lonely. But not only that, I don't want that to be, if we leave this earth, you know, in the next five years, I want her to have family. I want her to have someone like I could pick up my sister, the phone and call my sister for anything and just scream at her, cry, you know, on the phone with her. I have her no matter what happens in the world. I have my siblings for him. He was done. He had his two girls and he was, I think he was afraid we were going to have a third girl. <laughs> and we no. don't know what this one is, but I think he was afraid we were going to have a third no. girl. Anyway, it's no. over, over six years of trying. You know, I was trying. He wasn't necessarily trying, but I wasn't using birth control. I'm like, it's going to happen and, you know, I'm going to have another baby. What did she <laughs> just say? I was, she was trying, but I, I so look, she's sneaking it in. Okay. So it just never happened. And whenever the subject would come up, someone would say, well, when? Are y'all going to have another kid? I would get depressed because I knew that I wanted another one and it wasn't happening. And I, all I kept thinking was I, I focused on my career all those years and I waited too long. And now my body is saying no. And he would just be like, mm, yeah, you know, I guess it's not going to happen. <laughs> Happy about it. <laughs> and then we actually had conversations where I said, babe, this is, I want you to know that this is important to me. I really, really want another child. And he wouldn't give. His answer would just be no, like I'm not even talking about it. So it got to the point where we broke up because I resented that he wouldn't even talk about it. Like, you know how important this is to me, but you won't even have a conversation. We have more than enough room. We have more than enough money. We got love in our hearts. Why not another child? So then, he said, well, because I'm concerned about your health and your age. And I thought that was a crock. No, it wasn't. I thought it was a crock. You were the one always talking about health and your age and time and career, et cetera, et cetera. So if you hear that all the time, every day, you're like, I don't know. It's for instance, loves dogs. Loves them. Not me. Not meaning you can come, but you got to go back, right? <laughs> so loves dogs, but have giving away three listen we're not talking about dogs but wait let, let me let me bring it there but like, we had three i understand so anyway i understand because i, broke up I it, look i wasn't trying to hear it and because even when he said i was concerned about your health and your age and i thought it was a crop i said well what about adoption you know trying to pull that card and his answer was no i don't believe i can love a child that's not biologically mine you know, the way that I, I love my girls. So that's a no for me too. So all I heard from him was, if we stay together, there's not gonna be any more children. And that that to me was, was something that was a deal breaker. Was it a real breakup? Yeah. At the time it was a real breakup. I think when we had the argument- In the moment. He, he packed the stuff in trash bags. So he didn't even try to use I luggage. No he used trash but he only went to his aunt's house around the corner and I knew he was there. So, you know, I don't think it was, no. I don't think that 
it was a real breakup but at that time I was so angry I felt that he wasn't considering my feelings I mean I was crying like I want another child and all his his answer was just no and I'm like but it can't end there there's two of us in this relationship but but when he came back right you came back two days later and said that's when we really started talking about adoption like his thing was i don't think that you can have another one otherwise we would have had one already and you know i'm thinking that your age and the whole thing yeah it was emotional for me because when you when you tell a woman i don't know if you can have another one and the doctor said this about the first pregnancy and all of that it makes it starts to make you feel like less of a woman right so then we said all right we're going to go on our trip we planned a vacation to morocco we're going to go on this trip to to kind of get back on track and you know reconnect and talk about what the next five years of our life is going to look like and as we're hiking through the atlas mountains i'm starting to experience morning sickness and it turns out i was pregnant when we were having the argument Mm -hmm. (laughs) when we were having the argument about another child when he left the house i was already pregnant she got me. I got you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I got you. I got pregnant to keep you. <laughs> Get on my nerves. Um, but when when he found out I was pregnant, he wasn't upset. He was actually very happy about it. Um, and now he's excited. That's all he talks about. So yeah, I don't know. What we're in the we're... middle of choosing names now. Well, well, let me ask you this. Now that you know I am, mm-hmm. when you look back on... I mean, that wasn't even that wasn't even two, three months ago mm-hmm. that we had this whole big fallout. When you look back on that now, what really was the problem? I mean, because you got excited when you found out I was pregnant. So and it wasn't even fake. It was real excitement. Why were you so upset is, and so adamant? So we that? weren't. There's one thing to purposely say, let's do it versus it's here. Deal with it. So my thing was, OK, you're pregnant. That's a great thing. I'm okay with it. But to strategize, let's do this A, B, and C so we can have a baby. And I know that, okay, no, but we want to do A, B, and C. No, that was the planning process. In planning, asking me, no. If it's here, yes, I'm going to be happy, of course. We, You know me, I'm a big kid. We could have seven kids in here, but plan for seven kids? No, not doing it. Okay. <laughs> Why that face? I don't, it didn't make sense to me, you know, to plan for it. No, I'm not going to plan for it. I'm not going to be excited. But if it happens, yeah, I'm excited. Okay, think about it like this. Can't afford, to, let's say someone can't afford to go to Morocco. Mm-hmm. They have no money in the bank and you go, let's go to Morocco, let's go to Morocco, let's go to Morocco. And they're like, I don't have any money. I'm not planning for Morocco. But then you show what plane tickets and they're like, let's go to Morocco. They're on that plane. Because it's here. They're able to do it. Let's do it. But I'm not planning for something that I can't afford. I'm not planning to do something that I can't do. We're talking about a child, not a trip. I know that. You heard what I said at the beginning. I don't get it. It's one of those things that we're going to have to agree to disagree and let it go. Listen, we got a baby on the way. I'm ecstatic. You're ecstatic about it. Mm -hmm. It's a blessing, right? It really is a miracle at this point. So let's just leave it at that. You know what? For me, um, when I found out I was pregnant, I thought that he was going to be upset because we had just had this big falling out about why he didn't want to have another child. 
And when I told him, his whole face lit up. I mean, so I know it was real. I know it was authentic from his heart that he was excited about it. I just didn't understand what the big deal was then. Like, so if now I tell you and you're super excited and you're calling everybody before I can even call them <laughs> to tell them, well, why were we fighting? And why were we about to break up over this? It's the, you know, I See, didn't get that. The, again, part of it was planning and the idea of, not idea, but the thought and all the voices in the back of my head over time of our relationship of her saying, we don't have enough time. We need this, we need the first. That's what I was hearing. Then the third kid in the picture, oh my Lord, I don't wanna hear that no more. But I was happy because I knew how much it meant to her. I was like, Honestly, got it. you have no idea what a miracle this is because I basically told him with or without you, I'm gonna adopt another child. This is real. <laughs> Did I not say that? When we fought, and when I said we had our argument, and he said his say, and he said no, and I said, well, then I guess this is over. <laughs> and he left, really not planning to leave, but just for the night, I think. Um, my last words to him were, with or without you, I'm going to have another. <laughs> and I'm standing on the porch screaming down the street, with or without you, I'm going to have another child. <laughs> and he turned back and looked at me, and I slammed the door. Well, I guess it's with them. And you were already pregnant when you yelled. And I was pregnant standing there <laughs> on the step screaming down the street. I was already pregnant. Mm -hmm. The first time I was so afraid to have a child. I just felt like I was going to fail. He's, he's honest. When he told you that I have had five dogs and all of my dogs have found homes with other family members and I could barely keep a plan alive. I had a black thumb for most of my life until we mm -hmm. moved to Atlanta. Now... My guard, you see my garden in the back. So I've gotten better at that. And our daughter is alive and healthy and happy. <laughs> I realized this is something that I didn't think I'd be great at, but I am a wonderful mom. It's something that, sh that shines through me. And because now I know I can do it, I want to do it again. But now he's like, I'm tired. I've done it twice. I don't do it anymore. Well, well, it, he was it, like it had nothing to do with twice. It had nothing to do with that. It was about hearing you say I'm busy, I come home and I do this and I do this. And I'm like, so why would you add to the plate? That's what I kept thinking, you know, because of whatever the case may be. That's all I kept hearing. We, we do, we run three businesses and our days are, our days are taxed. But that's why it was important to me to have another one because I spent so much of my life focused on career. It was always the next accomplishment, the next big radio station, the next big TV show, you know, the next big real estate deal. But once that's done, when all is said and done, all that really matters is family. You know, for me, the mainstay is family. And so what used to be important to me is not as important anymore. What wasn't important to me is now the utmost importance, and that is legacy. That's having children, that's having a, a big family, that's one day when we're old and gray sitting in a rocking chair, you know, sitting there sharing stories about our grandbabies and whatnot. That is of utmost importance to me now. So yes, although we're busy, although we run businesses, that's great, we'll always be busy, we'll always be working, but we won't always have a window to have children. So we make time. Huh? I am 41 and I'll be 42. When when this baby is born, I'll be 42. Yeah. And he's a year 39. 
You ain't 30. Well, wait, wait. 40. I'll, 30, I'll be 40 this year. Yeah, he'll be 40 this year. November. And I'll be 42 this year. Yeah. It's two years. I robbed the cradle. I'm two years is not robbing the cradle. <laughs> what grade would you give me as a wife? It varies. Um, Wrong answer. No. Because, let me tell you why. Why? Because we can have our months that I'm like, oh, I can't stand you. Or the months where it's like, oh my God, I will marry you three times, 20 times over. Right now. Overall, over the course overall of, of our entire eight years of eight marriage, years, 14 years of being together. What grade would you give me? Get an Not an A plus? Get an A, because right now I'm Just a little bit a... mad at you. Why are you mad at me? Because. Just because? Just because. No, don't try to crawl. I don't got to crawl. <laughs> I don't have to crawl. What grade would you give me as a mother? As a mother, you get A+. Plus. As a wife this month, she gets A. As a wife this month, I get an A? You get an A. Yes. No. When it comes to being a wife versus a mother, I feel like, if I'm speaking honestly, I feel like I'm a better mother than I am a wife because she comes first, right? So our marital bed is not our marital bed anymore. <laughs> As a matter of fact- There's a split in there. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a body in the yeah. middle that weighs about 88 pounds and is almost as tall as me now at age six and a half. So we, I feel like we're roommates in our own master bedroom. We give each other high fives over her body sometimes. Like, you tired, you tired? Woo, okay, <laughs> holla at you tomorrow. And we talked about moving her into her own bedroom and out of our bed a lot. And we've tried a lot. He's tried a lot. He'll pick her up in the middle of the night and put her over like, hey, mm -hmm. now we can get dizzy. Yeah. And she'll wake up and then I'm running in to get her. Mm -hmm. So I have to, um, I have to work on that. But you know, whenever she calls, I run. <laughs> so. Case in point, to speak to what she's saying, she'll come in the door. Hey, Kendall, 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 Kendall. And I'm like, hi, babe, I'm right here. Oh, hey, babe, Kendall. I'm like, okay. okay. So, <laughs> so that's why I got an A and not an A plus as far as being a wife. Also, you know, at the end of the day, after you've worked and you know, you've been mom and I've cooked dinner and I've laid out the clothes and the this and this and this and that. And then I, co I come upstairs and he's giving me that look of like, how you doing? And I'm like, hey, how you doing? All right, talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> so <laughs> I know that in that area, we, we got to get back to us. But it just, it doesn't yeah. seem like enough hours in the day sometimes. So what we did start to do is um, make date nights once a week or once every other you know week, depending upon what the schedule is. Mm -hmm. And that has helped a lot. Yeah. Date nights. Actually, what the date nights were cool, but the day... Date days. Date days. Yeah, so yeah. now because we run our own businesses, when she's in school, the daytime is like, hey, yep. meet me at 12 o'clock because you know <laughs> what's going down. <laughs> but uh, yeah. and, but that's, you know, as we can say, all right, we're going to clear our Wednesday. Wednesday, because mm -hmm. we're going to work every other day this week. Let's clear Wednesday and let's go out to, to lunch and let's go to a movie and what have you. But it helps. I mean... It's important because if you just, after so many years of marriage, if you just turn into mom and dad, mm -hmm. one day when they graduate and go to school, who are you? Right. 
who you won't even recognize each other. Mm -hmm. And we realized that we've gotten advice from some of our older married friends. You know, when we kind of get into a little slump mm -hmm. in our marriage, we, we turn to them and say, okay, what did you do when this happened? And they suggested date nights or date days. Um, they told us, do not lose your intimacy, your, you know, connection. Get that baby out the bed, Egypt. <laughs> okay, so I graded you. What would my grade be? As a husband or father? Husband. I, can you get an A? <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to feel. So I don't get an A plus? No, you gave me an A, you get an A. See, so wow. no, wait, No, well, I will agree. We have our, our weeks or our months where yeah. we're just not feeling each other and I'll give you a D. But then okay. we, we have our weeks or our months where you're the best thing since sliced bread. And I'm like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> And I give you an A. I think, but that's marriage, right? We go, it's like an emotional roller coaster. Mm -hmm. We fall in and we fall out of love. But mostly we're in love. So to speak to the answer she gave, my grade of D's sometimes, um, she's spot on. Um, and that's because sometimes when I'm upset, I won't communicate. I'll hold on to it for two to three days. <laughs> two, to three, and two to three weeks. Sometimes that is because I know, okay, if I address this, it's probably going to get worse. So let me deal with it on my own. And then she's like, well, what was wrong with you? Now three days have gone by. Now we're dealing with a new issue and we didn't even speak about the other issue. So I would agree with my uh, grade. He, There's he, definitely some work to he do. Lets, he lets stuff fester and I like to deal with it in the moment and let's get past it. So if we have a problem, let's sit down, let's talk about it. Even if we got to scream it out or we got to hug it out, let's work through it now, put it to bed and then make up and go to bed happy. He will let it fester to the point where I don't even know he's still upset. Three days later, he's got an attitude and I'm like, what is your problem, dude? <laughs> <laughs> and He's like, you know what my problem is. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, three weeks ago, when you said three weeks ago, are we really talking about something from three weeks ago? So that is, um, go ahead and laugh, because you. I'm not saying anything. I, I just, I can't, I can't function like that. I need you to tell me what's wrong when it happens, because I'm not going to even remember what happened three weeks ago. Do you know how much has happened between now and three weeks ago? Um, but that is something that that he has to, we have to work on together. Uh, but also communication. His mama and his aunties get so upset with me about things because they think I should have known because they told him. But he doesn't tell me. He doesn't communicate with me. It's like, it, <laughs> he's like a piggy bank. You put money in and it doesn't come out. <laughs> you give him information and it doesn't come back. So now they know that if they want me to know something, they have to text me or call me and tell me directly because he won't communicate. See, now here's where we're going to curve that D a little bit to the C because the reason being, well, not reason being, what part of the issue is, is that you better admit it. She forgets things. She will forget things. If, she, if it's not on her calendar, I'd be like, babe, I told you that. Sometimes I wish I had a recorder. I told you this on November 19th, 2 p.m. The sun was out. You were wearing the red dress and you agreed. <laughs> I didn't agree to nothing. I didn't say that. I'd be like, Precious, don't That's she be forgetting stuff with you too? So, my, my but your mom says the same thing. No, She's like, I, I know that my son 
is like a top secret agent. If you tell him something, he will keep it to the grave. Even if it's something you specifically told him to go tell somebody, he just won't. And then later I'll ask him, did your mom tell you that she wasn't available on Tuesday? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I meant to tell you that. And then he'll say, but I did, wait, 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 I did. It was your memory. It was, no, it wasn't. You just didn't tell me. Communication is key in any marriage. And if you don't have that communication down, it's going to be an issue that continues to revisit you year after year after year. And it will be the bane of your existence. So we do run a business together. Uh, well, I run the business. He works with me in our real estate business. But we have three businesses together. When it comes to the real estate business, um, I'm, the, I'm the lead on that. You know, it, it's been my business. Um, my uncles are now a part of it. So when I'm in my business role, I am mentally, physically there, which also means that sometimes I can be more aggressive and more assertive. And when things aren't right to a T, because remember real estate, those contracts have got to be right. When we're dealing with our customers, our service has got to be superb. Our follow-up has got to be immaculate. And, and if and ever it is not, I attack the situation in the moment. And sometimes that requires me to look at my husband and say, but did you follow up with her? And he will hold on to whatever happened in our business and bring it home. But did you have to say that then? <laughs> well, it wasn't what you said, it was how you said it. And I said, well, if I was talking to anybody else, I would hold them accountable as well. We can't have any client think that we're not following up, you know, and, and part of that is we, you hear back from us within 24 hours, period. And if, if you send us an email first thing in the morning, you're going to get an answer back by close of business. You just have to pay attention, you know, to those details. And so if someone reaches out to me and says, Eva, well, I didn't hear back. Hold that thought one second. Do, 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 do. Babe, did you not call Miss Jackson back? And yeah, I called her back. Well, wait a minute. Why would you take her word before you would take my word? And so he'll bring that home and he'll be upset. And next thing he'll cook. He's the cook in our house, by the way. He'll be cooking. And all of a sudden, he gives me the smaller portion. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at my plate. Like, why did you give me that much and y'all got this much? So think about what you just said. That, <laughs> and that's one of the issues I have as well. The first time or the first thing you say is, did you do this? Versus, hey, um, so-and-so said, did that happen? The conversation shouldn't start with you automatically assuming I did it right. This that, is correct. You're right. Starts, I'm, it's already going off on the wrong foot. Because now that's always how it starts. So what happens is in the moment of you asking me or telling me what I did that didn't happen is that I go back to the other ones and, it, and they all play in my head. Like, again? How about saying, hey, what happened? Now I can tell you what happened versus you didn't call so-and-so back. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's what? right. And that's how it is. He's right about that. Again, when it comes to business, though, I can be a little bit more aggressive and, you know, just kind of let's get straight to the point because we got to get it done um i don't dance around issues you know so he, he's right that my delivery it's not what i say it's how i say it sometimes and that's you know if, if he had to repeat anything over the years that's probably you know what i hear over and over i'm working on it no matter what we go through in our marriage, I mean, because nobody said it was it was all going to be sunny days, right? Whoever told you that is lying. Marriage is work. Every day you got to wake up and put in the work, you know. But what I will tell you is it's worth it. 
We have more good days than we have bad days. We have more happy times than we have bad times, don't we? Even when we're upset with each other, it's still love. It's still like, I'm breaking up with you today, but I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and believe it or not, some of that drama, some of those problems we have make our marriage a little bit more exciting. Otherwise, it might be boring. One of the, one of the things... Um, I would say with the relationship, marriage or not, any relationship in general, is that the two smallest words people overlook is fun and life. Because you can be in love and not like someone. And if you don't like them, you start to resent them and fall out of love. And the fun part is that if that person, you can't enjoy them, they're not any fun, you tend to not like them anymore. Mm -hmm. And then that fall out of love and resent happens. So those are two powerful words that people overlook that they should fun we and like. We fun together. We, we, yeah. we do a lot of things together. Like we're adventurers. So we'll go ATVing through the jungle or mountain climbing or zip lining or skydiving. I found out I was pregnant with our first daughter the day yeah. after we skydived. <laughs> <laughs> Come to think of it. Yeah. So we, we definitely are, are birds of a feather there. We're cut from the same cloth. And when we realized that we're both adventurous, it was like, oh, this is going to be a fun marriage, <laughs> you know. Um, but 14 years, you know, 14 years when you think about that, right? Mm -hmm. It flew by. Yeah. It doesn't feel like we've been together forever. Oh. Right. It feels right. like we did 14 years mm -hmm. together and we got another 14 years in us. 14 years, and I still watch her get dressed in the bathroom. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so sexy. Oh my gosh. Even when my stomach is big, like Even right when now. My stomach is big. Really? Yeah. Still love what it. about when I'm seven months pregnant? I rub it then. No. <laughs> <laughs> I won't want to be touched then. <laughs> when we had our big falling out, which was recent, it was just a few months ago. We'd already planned to do a getaway. We just didn't know where. It was going to be one of our big adventures that, that we always do every year. Was it going to be Thailand? Let's look at our bucket list. And we decided on Morocco. But we knew when we went, it was about reconnecting, rediscovering each other um, as husband and wife again, not mom and dad, but just us remembering why we fell in love in the first place and figuring out why we were having this, this major disconnect so we could work through it together. And that when we came back, we would know one way or the other, were we having another child? Were we, you know, were we gonna adopt? Were we not gonna do this? Like I said, lo and behold, I was already pregnant, we didn't know. But it was also to map out what that next five years of our life was going to be like. And we do that often, recalibrate, you know, because what, what's important, maybe one, one year, maybe the next year or two years later, things have changed, life has changed, our goals have changed. Let's make sure that we're always on the same page and headed to the same direction. So uh, we decided what type of business we wanted to do next or, you know, we, we reassess the businesses that we're in and decide if maybe it's time to exit one or sell one and move on and do something else. And no matter what, when we leave those adventures, don't you, when we have those annual adventures, we always come back like, oh, I'm so in love, you know. <laughs> I just wish we, yeah. it didn't take the adventure, you know, yeah. that we could do that at home, mm -hmm. <laughs> sitting in our own living room. But again, that's the difference when you have kids, right? When you have the family, they take all of your attention. Sometimes you take your energy away from focusing on one another. So I would say it's really important Very to find important. a way 
some way to reconnect. If you got a getaway or if you have a staycation, but find some way to reconnect with each other mm -hmm. uh, on a basic level. You know, what, what was it that made you fall in love in the first place? Why do you like him? Why does he like you? Right? Yeah. One other thing that I would say is very important in relationships as well is that you allow each other to be individuals. Together is powerful, but being individuals is important as well because you don't want to lose yourself because that's the person you fell in love with. That's the person they fell in love with. Reason I say that is because people get in relationships and it becomes, oh, it's only about her, only about her, only about her, only about her. Now your career that you loved or things that you love to do, you don't do anymore. You can't figure out what's wrong with yourself. And it's because you became one, but you lost yourself. You know, so individuality is